Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 503 COVID-19 tests carried out since Friday with eight positive results. The individuals are travelers who returned positive tests following the routine screening process. Six are asymptomatic, two have symptoms. They will remain in isolation until considered recovered. This weekend, an alleged breach of quarantine took on a high-profile twist with the Cayman Islands Watercraft Association issuing a statement outlining the steps it took once hearing of the breach. On Sunday, the day of the National Jet Ski Race, police say they were advised of a possible breach resulting in the detention of a suspect who was later relocated to a government-sponsored facility under 24-hour security detail. While officials did not identify the traveler, they did say the person tested negative on a COVID-19 test on arrival. However, they had not yet completed their mandatory 14-day isolation period. Out of an abundance of caution, the Travel Cayman Mobile Compliance Team, along with Public Health, started contact tracing. This incident comes on the heels of Friday's news that breaching mandatory isolation can now result in a fine of $10,000 and two years in prison. We'll have more on the story coming up in sports. The Foreign Commonwealth Development Office says last week's joint ministerial council meeting provided a chance to celebrate the, quote, special partnership between the UK and overseas territories. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. The United Kingdom Prime Minister Boris Johnson joined elected leaders at the joint ministerial council last week. Representatives from the overseas territories and the UK held wide-ranging discussions on a number of topics, including economic issues, COVID-19 response and recovery, protecting vulnerable groups and protecting the environment in both the run-up to and beyond the UN Climate Change Conference next year. Leaders heard from His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, ahead of discussions on the environment and the conference, which the FCDO says shows the importance the UK puts on its relationship with the overseas territories and recognizing their huge contribution to the biodiversity. The UK outlined support for border security, prisons and criminal justice in the overseas territories. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Three men taken into custody on Tuesday on suspicion of drug importation after their boat was stopped by the Coast Guard have been formally charged now. The three men, all Jamaican nationals, ages 41, 48, and 52, were charged with illegal landing and importation. Authorities seized approximately 988 pounds of ganja with an estimated value of CI $1 million. The men appeared in court on Friday and have been remanded in custody until December 8th. One man remains missing after jumping from the boat into the ocean. Police today have confirmed the identity of the pedestrian in the fatal collision which took place on Thursday, November 26, on Shamrock Road in Bodentown near Woodland Drive. He is 32-year-old Paul Andrew Wright, a Jamaican national living in the Cayman Islands. The collision remains under investigation by the Traffic and Roads Policing Unit. A group of tourism-related business owners have launched a new website aimed at advocating for a plan to reopen the islands. ReopenCayman.com says many Caymanians and their businesses are struggling to survive. And by reopening slowly and safely, the islands can, quote, retain the freedoms we enjoy while lifting the burden on many livelihoods. The website says Reopen Cayman was formed by a group of Caymanian business leaders and concerned citizens, led by Dr. Michael Tibbetts of Clearly Cayman Resorts and Reef Divers, and Mr. Kel Thompson, a Cayman Airways pilot and developer of the Wyndham Reef Resort. This year's Cayman Thanksgiving observation may look a little different than in years past. It's celebrated annually on the first Sunday in December to commemorate the official end of hurricane season. But a statement from Cayman Thanksgiving this year says due to the current public gathering limits and in consideration of the health and safety of the community, the organization is not planning any formal events or concerts for 2020. The statement says instead they're encouraging families, friends and neighbors to safely and responsibly host a meal using locally grown 
produce and traditional Caymanian recipes on the weekend to celebrate and express gratitude. With the start of the traditional flu season, the Cayman Islands Health Services Authority is opening its flu clinic tomorrow with regular hours between Monday and Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Although flu cases are currently low, opening the dedicated clinic allows patients with flu symptoms to be separated from other patients attending general clinics. It is important that we continue to implement ways to keep our vulnerable and the elderly safe. Medical Officer of Health Dr. Samuel Williams-Rodriguez tells Radio Cayman the flu clinic is located at the Cayman Islands Hospital in the area previously occupied by the physiotherapy department. The Health Services Authority has administered 4,000 doses of flu vaccines in the past four weeks, with an additional 2,000 vaccinations ordered. Anyone with flu symptoms, though, is advised first to contact the 24-hour flu hotline and talk to a health professional about their symptoms before visiting the clinic. Contact one 800 534-8600 or 947-3077. You can also email flu at hsa.ky. Good morning. We are launching the Georgetown shuttle service today, which is a free hop-on bus service. Kristen Augustin is Energy Policy Coordinator with the Ministry of Commerce, Planning and Infrastructure. This is a project that has been in the works for quite a while and Minister Hugh has been very committed to seeing the launch of this project. She tells CIGTV the goal of the program is to minimize traffic in downtown Georgetown by making it easier for people to get around. There will be four buses looping around town, leaving every 15 minutes, starting at the government building. Key stops will include the hospital, the courthouse, the needs assessment unit, farmer's market and the credit union. Ms. Augustine says you can park behind immigration and use the hop-on, hop-off service. The list of all current routes is available online at energy.gov.ky. There is also a feedback form you can use to recommend a bus stop. The annual Arrive Alive 345 campaign returns this holiday season. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has more. The 20th annual Arrive Alive 345 campaign is designed to promote safety and reduce road incidents associated with the overindulgence or abuse of alcoholic beverages during the holiday season. It's being organized by Hurley's Media along with the National Drug Council and the Royal Canals Police Service. This is the second year the campaign will combine three initiatives that highlight the overarching message, Arrive Alive. Don't drink and drive. Take the online pledge. Designate a driver. And on New Year's Eve, ride free. The campaign will begin with the six-week Purple Ribbon Pledge, encouraging people to show their commitment to practicing safe driving by taking the online pledge not to drink and drive over the holidays or displaying a Purple Ribbon car magnet on their vehicle. This is followed by the Designated Driver Program, set to begin on December 1st, and will see all participating bars and restaurants offering patrons who identify themselves as a designated driver free non-alcoholic drinks. Designated drivers will also be eligible to win a prize in a weekly drop by entering a social media competition. The Arrive Alive 345 Purple Ribbon Pledge campaign will end on December 31st with the New Year's Eve Purple Ribbon Bus Service, which sees over 10 buses running between the hours of 9 p.m. and 4 a.m., servicing all districts in Grand Cayman and Cayman Brac, allowing patrons to ride home free. In 2019, the Arrive Alive 345 campaign saw zero DUIs and no fatal crashes on December 31st, and only two DUIs recorded on January 1st between the hours of 3 and 4 4 a.m. Prevention officer at the National Drug Council, Delissa Hernandez, notes in 2020, they hope to further increase the use of the Purple Ribbon Bus and work with the public towards zero DUIs on December 31st and January 1st. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.